Racing to the finish line, Mortal Kombat on the grind, I'ma finish mine Going through a drought for the clout, had to get in line Now I'm iced out, wrist sweater than a slip and slide Whoa. Hot spot, that's identified Rolling up, picking up the liquor, then I'm finished slide Tell her don't be messing up my vibe when you get inside My whole team carry sticks, they humidified I'ma do it for the culture 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 I got the world on my shoulders So I blow the best smoke to take the weight off Never take a day off, I do it for the culture Spin the honcho and watch the offset take off I'ma do it for the culture Alright folks, welcome in to Up in Smoke Live from La Cultura We're here with another podcast A uh, little delayed I guess you know, life happens. Took a little break. <laughs> uh, so we missed my, my birthday podcast where we're going to talk about celebratory occasions and what are those perfect sticks for those celebrations. So I guess we'll catch up there. Might as well. Well, happy belated, by the way. Oh, thank yes, you, thank happy you, thank belated. You. Uh, so I'm here with uh, Ben and, and, and Staus there, who is, um, I, I would call him Mike, but he's a whole other guy now. Well, or you know, things happen. Less of another guy. I don't know what... what <laughs> We're still on an audio medium, but the, yeah, the yeah, machine absolutely. is redefined. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of a little bit of a weight loss journey, but so okay. if you join now, you get a bonus when you come to the club because Mike walks around shirtless and he shows his ab, his, his <laughs> new ab, his newly discovered ab. That's just, uh, just one though, one ab. Yeah, just one ab. It's it's a rather large one though. Um, That's but what yeah, she the, said. Yeah, it, it is what she said. But <laughs> so we're thinking about adding another level to the membership. We got to clear it from the powers that be. But yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, we'll it, it's going to take ab, a little bit to make it happen. The ab membership. There we go. All right, so um, we are talking about celebrations, and we have a lot of reasons to celebrate now because uh, health. Yes, and, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Weight loss and birthdays and things Tour of that nature. Kicking off. Tours kicking absolutely. off, and the holiday seasons are about to come up. So, do you? Is there a certain Cigar that you would smoke is like, I've been saving this for a special occasion type cigar. And does that cigar have to be an expensive cigar? Man, I got like two desktop humidors at my house full of <laughs> those. I'm saving this for that occasion <laughs> cigar. And then they just kind of build up on you. And then uh, I, I just always hear Mike's voice in my head when, you know, as, as Mike was training me up years back, he was just always... They were made to be smoked. Don't save that. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I come across those unicorns, and you you know, you always want to smoke one and put one away, and then you always be like, I'm going to come back to that later. And then eventually they just sit there for a while. So, yeah, anymore, I just smoke them as I get them. And I've, I've kind of followed a weird hybrid of that. So, I mean, I've got some. So, Ben, about a year and a half ago, I came over to your house when we were closing down. You were closing down the last shop before I was on board. And you had handed me a Davidoff. And for those not familiar, it's a, a higher-end cigar. It's a well-made cigar by a very respected family. And it was one of those ones I said, you know, I'm going to find a good time to smoke this. And before I came on board, I hadn't found that opportunity. So I said, we have a oh, grand yeah, opening that. party. I'll smoke it. Well, because of the pandemic, we never really did a grand opening party. Ooh, so that Do we have to have a grand opening redo? We're going to do we're a grand opening do redo. Month, yeah, that's one of the things we'll talk about tonight. Um, we're going to do a a little bit of a one-year anniversary around the date of when we reopened, which is coming up next month. Um, we're still hammering out the date and the details. Um, but you'll be able to find that on social media and our email list. But at any rate, um, when we get ready to do that 
grand reopening, one-year celebration. That's why I'm going to bust that out. And I've got a particular cigar, the Ashen ESG. I always smoked on Mother's Day when my mother and my mother-in-law were in failing health. When I had them for another year, that was a celebration for me. And so I've always kind of had that regard for that cigar. Um, so, yeah, it's coming to work here, I see a lot more unicorns than what I did when I was just a consumer and have a little bit more access to it. So now it's a little bit of a – I've shifted my tune a little bit, but I still enjoy them when they come out because a lot of pride went into it, a lot of work went into it, and I just want to enjoy it. You know, and honestly, shit, the one that Stouse just lit up here, uh, that would be like a celebratory stick for me, smoking the hex, hexagon press uh, placencia. Alma Fuerta. Well, I've got the weekend uh, off, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. So if you can't pronounce it, it makes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, it adds to the mystique. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, even what you got, the Adrian Gonzalez there, that thing is a killer smoke. And, you know, the the one thing, uh, and what I'm smoking, Neanderthal, it's a daily go-to for me. Uh, but it's hard to it's hard to beat it, you know, even with the what some people call a celebratory stick. I think any stick. uh as long as it's maximizing your experience, any stick could be a celebratory so stick. So the sticks that you have in your humidor that you were saving, what qualified those sticks as celebratory sticks that made you put them away and not well, want to smoke them just on any occasion? The, the uh, you know, like factory releases that you can only get in Nicaragua, which I've never even been to Nicaragua. So it's really cool when you score those from generous folks in the industry who've been there and they come back and maybe you score one or two off them. And, yeah, they're hard to let go sometimes because just sometimes you just want to look at them. Sometimes you want to, you know, hold on to them. And, like a collector car. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, I personally, you know, I'm just I'm a consumer more than a collector. I've tried to be a collector, and I'm just more of a consumer, I guess. All right. So in my mind, when I think I'm going to smoke this to celebrate something massive, because I have um, a bottle of cognac that they don't make anymore that's about 25 years old right now. And the bottle, uh, last check, was worth about $3,500. And I still have it because I haven't had a reason big enough for me to think. Cause, and yeah. I've, I've, yeah. Done some, I've done some over the last You've couple years. You've done some years, big so stuff. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Celebrate this. I'm like, no, not yet. That's not quite big <laughs> enough. <laughs> so in my mind, with a cele celebratory stick, I'm thinking it has to be something that's one of a kind or grandiose or sure well and you can always celebrate the small victories too so yeah. i mean yes there are those sticks that would qualify you know there's there would be a cigar that would be analogous to your 3500 dollars bottle of cognac that is 25 years old but at the same time you know you close a good sales meeting or you got that new big contract or your wife and you celebrate an anniversary or a child's birthday or it's Friday. Or you woke up today. Or you woke up today. <laughs> you can still find a reason to smoke something off the shelf and celebrate it. So it doesn't have to be one of those rare times. And I know that sounds a little bit of a salesman type gimmick, <laughs> a little bit of a pitch, but it, it's true. And you can actually just use it to enrich your life and just give pause to what you're doing and slow down a little bit. You know, we were talking before the show started about the long hours you're putting in. <sighs> You know, okay, I got this done. I got everybody off on tour. I'm going to sit down on the deck and just relax. And just it, it causes you to slow down and enjoy life. And that's a victory in itself. I'm scared if I sit down and slow down that I won't be able you're to get back up you're with gonna these fall old asleep. knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> but there, there's a lot of reasons to celebrate. Whiskey. And um, we are, again, thankful that we're here for another podcast. And you guys are about to be here for another year. So like you said, there's definitely some reasons to celebrate. And um, 
I want a suggestion for something that I can smoke to celebrate 50 years of life, 51 years of life on this planet. I cut myself short one. So give me a good suggestion and let me know why that would be the stick that you would suggest for me to celebrate my 51st birthday. Well, radio silence. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's like you've got to put some thought in it. Man, I mean, it, it, uh, first thing that I always ask is what the individual is looking for. Because, I mean, something that might, you know, be a celebratory stick to me or something like a stick like the this Placencia over here, that would be perfect to me. And I would recommend that to everybody so long as you're wanting a fuller bodied cigar. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not. It's not a spice bomb. It's not super spicy. It's really easy to smoke. But there is higher nicotine in that than your normal cigar, right? And now so you've got me all Sean, hooked on the Nicaraguan. I was going to say, Sean, do you want me to, and this is a Nicaraguan Puro, would you like oh. me to go grab one for you and sell it? You, you want to try one? Post who's, I mean, uh, yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll, yeah, go grab I'll put this one. one back. Ooh. Yeah. This, the mystery. Yeah, I mean, these are great. Yeah, if you haven't smoked this, uh, we brought Placencia in uh, earlier this year, and it's been one of our better performing sticks. I mean, they... Uh, they just sell themselves, and when people grab one, they do have a little higher price point. They're, the Alma Fuerte line is, you know, that $20, $20, $22, depending on what size you want. Um, but, I mean, it's just, it's hard to even point out a $30, $40, $50 stick that is, you know, going to be even more enjoyable than that. Ooh. Yeah. This feels like you just put a Cadillac in my hand. This is... <laughs> It is unique, and in the world of cigars where there isn't a lot of new ideas, and this isn't even a new one, but it's not one that's really been executed nearly as well. So, again, this is an audio medium. So it's a hexagonal wow. shape. It's called the Sixto for six sizes, or six sides to it. Um, but they offer it in two different wrappers, and that's the more full-bodied version, the Alma Fuerte. Should have had you bring me some more butane. Um, oh, I got you, boss. So the holidays are coming up, and we talked about how – the weather affects a lot of the cigars that are prepared around the world and how they dry them and grow them and harvest them. Is there anything special we should be looking forward to uh, coming this holiday season from that's coming uh, out? There, there are a number of new product releases that we'll see that'll start shipping this winter. Uh, typically, the way the Cigar industry is kind of broken down the year on its releases. Uh, the fall, like right now, uh, is a big time when new stuff are released from the trade show over the summer. Now the production is there. The aging rooms are ready. The cigars are ready to be released. And so these, the September, October months are usually you, you get a lot of new releases. But this winter time, uh, one of the ones that I'm looking forward to most is uh, Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Uh, we'll be bringing in the, uh, what is it called, Paladin, Paladin de Saka. Um, and so it's a take on his Sin Compromiso, which would be another uh, probably in my top five all-time cigars. Definitely be a great one for a celebratory. Uh, but medium body, full flavor. He's actually stepping up the, the, the Paladin. I might be pronouncing it. It's like Paladin or Paladin de Saka, but... It's his personal tweak, his personal blend on the Sin Comp that he prefers to smoke every day, and now he's making it for the public. But that's coming out in December, uh, and that's definitely one of the top ones I'm looking forward to. One of the ones I'm looking forward to actually isn't just one cigar, but Oliva is actually doing something. It's the gift that keeps oh, yeah. giving. 
They're actually doing an advent calendar box. Really? With cigars. That just lit up the Catholic kid in me. Yeah, didn't it really? <laughs> yeah. It's um so we, we pre ordered a number of those. They will be coming in and but it's it's the full month of tearing open the box and the perforated edges and pulling out a cigar every day from their portfolio. Ooh. Yeah. Screw the chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke some cigars. That right? that sounds fun and amazing, actually. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. But you have yeah, to make I, the time to smoke. Think, it. I think Tots Why. I, I think I saw them doing an advent calendar too. Are they really? I apparently that's the trend. Somebody sent out an mo for making advent calendars. I don't huh. know. And I asked the rep. I was like, well, I mean, because you got to think about it. I mean, we're talking twenty-five if it's traditional advent calendar cigars in a box and right. it's a big paperboard box with the perforations i said how's the consumer going to keep this where they gonna keep that, right. I mean, it's going to take up about half <laughs> yeah. this six foot table we've got here so i'm not quite sure how that works but um yeah, we'll i was going to ask if the cigar industry does anything like the um, alcohol industry because you know they put the gift sets together with the decanters or the glasses and a lot of them do a lot of them do in fact i in my previous life before i came to work here i worked for zycar which was a uh, based here in kansas city and we would do gift packs around Father's Day, around Christmas time. So sometimes accessories are something to look into for gifts for the holiday season when you don't know what kind of cigars um, your significant other or person you're buying for. Accessories work for any cigar smoker, and as do gift cards from La Cultura, which are available at any time. We can actually take the purchase over the phone, text you the code that you can turn around, then copy and paste and text onto whoever you're giving it to. Oh, nice. So we get that quite a bit, which, you know, just people that they know, hey, they come to La Couture. So an environmentally calling. friendly Absolutely. gift from La Couture. Absolutely. We don't need those plastic cards. No. No, we've, we've never had a one in here. Nice. Everybody's carrying their phone. You're going to lose a card, but we don't want you to lose your gift card, so it's on the phone. No. Yep. Now, uh, as I smoke this and I, I hold it, it feels different from most cigars I've ever Like, it feels wrapped really tight. Most cigars have a little give. Correct. This has absolutely none almost. Yeah. And it's, that's a fine edge line because there's a lot of tobacco companies. I've actually gotten the comment twice in the last two days. People grab an Aromacraft cigar, and I hate it when people squeeze the cigars because if they go oh, to... Oh, don't squeeze the cigars. Trust the humidor you're shopping out of. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Treat your cigars like your Charmin. Yes. There you go. Don't squeeze the Charmin, absolutely. But, you know, they grabbed them, and in my mind, I didn't say it, but in my mind I was like, well, that's the one you're buying, buddy. But <laughs> you each break of them it, you said... Buy there isn't much give to this. And I said, just trust me. And this is after I'd gone through my whole spiel that we went through a couple episodes ago with Romecraft. I said, their quality is important to them. Yeah. They know how to put as much tobacco as what you're going to need in there. And Placenti is much the same way. It's a very yeah. well-respected family, family factory that's been in operations for, I think it's close to 100 and, by the end of this decade, 160 years, 155 years. They're just now putting out their first cigars with their name on it within the last decade. And they're one of those ones, they, it'll be a firm cigar, but you're not going to have draw issues on it. They're just... Like, they're they're not actually, I wish we... It. Uh, it would be a fun thing to go, uh, if people could see if this is a video. It'd be a, it'd be a fun thing to maybe talk about maybe next time, but get the scale out here. And uh, to actually weigh your cigars. And it's a fun thing when people bring up, like, well, this is hard, this isn't fresh. And I was like, no, actually, that's, that was made... That was shipped to us from the factory within the last couple of weeks. It doesn't get fresher than that, uh, but you wouldn't want the, it to be you took than that. A, if you take a Neanderthal HN, what I'm smoking, I, uh, hopefully I'm not wrong, but I want to say they weigh 13 grams, uh, 13 grams per cigar. If you were to take, I'm not even going to name another cigar name, uh, but if you took like a more generic uh, cigar, 
say like a well-known cigar name that you know you'll find everywhere, even in gas stations or whatever. You take a robusto or a five and a half inch cigar and you weigh it, it's probably going to be nine grams, ten grams. So you're you're getting probably about thirty percent more tobacco in this Roma craft. But the technique of their their rolling methods, the the consistency and their performance. Uh, you're just going to have a longer smoke, a slower burn, just a more pleasurable experience. And, and I'm not, I don't squeeze cigars, but like when you're holding them in your hand, you can feel, right. you know, right. that, that's when you know that it's right. got a little given it. But well, it's, you, not, I mean, that's hard, it's not hard like a cigar that's, that's been dried out. <laughs> right. I can oh, feel it that it burns it's, hot. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah right. it, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like I should have a huge leather executive chair in a dark oak room. <laughs> Do we need to move this upstairs to the VIP? This feels real CEO-ish to me. Right. (laughs) This feels like a really, really... Uh, I mean, that absolutely... Like, I should lower my voice a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, a little very wide in there. If you can can smoke $20 cigar every day, that would be my go-to. That would be my go-to, man. Now, I made a suggestion to a young person who's only smoked one cigar, Ronnie. So how's my suggestion working for you? See? He said he wanted something that was... Had some flavor to it and was mild, mm-hmm. and I got him an acid. Right. Oh, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, acids are great. They're a great gateway cigar because they've got that extra flavor added to it, gives a little bit more sweetness to it, but you're not going to get just blasted with tobacco if you're not ready for it. People like Ben and myself, that's what we crave, but for somebody that's getting into it, sometimes it can be a bit much. And where those acids, they really have that place where they can. Many people can enjoy it that wouldn't that yeah, would write off a cigar and they, otherwise. And Drew Estate uses quality tobacco even in the flavors. You know, oh, yeah. some you can get uh, again, not naming names, but you can get some other flavored sticks that frankly I don't even really want to watch them how they, how they make those, you know, <laughs> or what they put in them. Uh, but yeah, Drew Estate just through and through their their deadwoods, the acids, the tobacs. They've always used a quality tobacco and it's why uh, they're uh, Majority of our flavor por- uh, profile, I mean, they've got a couple full shelves in there of just all of their flavored stuff, you know. See, so I've been paying attention there you go. to all of our podcasts. So when he asked me and I took him in the humidor, I knew exactly where to take him. <laughs> there you go. Talked him through a couple, and we selected one. And so my suggestion worked. So I feel like there's a win-win for me today. You are a bat in a thousand. You should have yourself a $20 cigar. So sir. I earned this today. I earned <laughs> there this. There you go. <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted to circle back real quick. The reason why Ben and I cringe as retailers when we see somebody squeezing the cigar is, a lot of those wrappers are extremely fragile. Yeah. Getting into the Cameroon wrapper, the Connecticut wrapper especially. So just even just too much of a squeeze can crack it. Break it, yeah. And then you're not going to have as good of a smoking experience. You're going to get smoke leaking out of it where you shouldn't. It's just unraveling on Yeah, you. it's just yeah. a bad day at the office. So that, that goes to another question of mine. So when you have a cigar and it begins to unravel or it's, or it's got a break in it, is, is that just let it go? Uh. No, I mean, there's, there's a number of things that you can do. I mean, you should never be afraid to touch up your cigar. Uh, if it's ever burning uneven or anything like that, that's, that's the best part about having a torch, actually, and why I prefer uh, single-jet torches, you know, and uh, a lot of times just because of the precision on relights and touch-ups. Uh, and, I mean, it's still a handmade product made up of a bunch of dried leaves, right? So you can't expect perfection every time. Uh, now, when you get up to your caliber of, you know, the Placencia and you're spending 20 bucks stick, yeah, you want a perfect smoke every time. Um, but when a cigar starts unraveling, there's so many things that, so many factors to take in there. Uh, yes, it could be the humidity. It could be uh, if you're smoking outside on a cold day or if it's, uh, if it's been dropped or if, 
it, it could be a number of different things. If you're things. smoking it in a car if, and if you're tapping you tap it on the window. It, yeah, if you're tapping it on a window or on the ashtray when you ash it, you know, you should just roll that ash off the tip. But, you know, if you're banging it on the ashtray, I watch people do that, and then they come up and they're like, hey, my cigar's falling apart. I was like, yeah, I just watch you, like, bang it on the side <laughs> of the table. You just abused like, it. <laughs> I'm surprised it's even smoking still. Just remember what your mom used to tell you when you were 14. Don't beat your stick. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, that. Be gentle with it. It's got a last You'll go blind. Oh, no, that's something else. Okay. We can go down that rabbit hole real fast. Oh, God. So for the person who is not an everyday cigar smoker, but they uh, smoke regularly enough, maybe once a week, maybe a couple times a week. Are there any humidor suggestions that you might have? If you're a casual cigar smoker, I've always told people to start off with a plastic travel humidor. Um, the reason for that is you're not, you don't have to season it. You don't have to worry about having a good seal on it. You don't have to worry about where you're going to place it. And you can take it with you. Yeah. So it gives you the ability to really protect your cigars at a very easy threshold for perfection right so with a wood humidor it's just it's another component you gotta until you're ready for it and ready to commit to it travel humidor you're gonna need one anyway so it's probably the best way to go yeah As travel humidor is always easy start um i mean I, I carry two of them in my backpack all the time you know and uh like i got a handful of desktop humidors at the house that all have cigars in them uh but primarily that travel humidor is my go-to that's what i've always got in my car, I've always got it with me. I've always got sticks on hand. Um, and that's just some of the best. Now, the desktop humidors, it's, it, we're dealing with a luxury industry, a novelty industry. And it's just one of those things that uh, the rabbit hole goes as deep as you want it. And if you want that maintenance, if you want to take care of that, if you want that beautiful piece of artwork, the, the wood, the, the finishes, all humidors, they're beautiful, man. They're, they're beautifully constructed. And it's just one of those things that... Uh, how far you want to jump in, you know? There are some that run twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. That you hit a button and it lifts up and has hydraulics built into it and presents it with lights that come on and ah, oh, the sound of the guys. That's the and one you have. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I don't have any cigars in it because I smoke them as soon as I get them. So, eh, what do you do? So I've heard of people actually trying to keep cigars in their freezer to keep them fresh. Ooh, ooh. No. Well, you got to think about it. So cigars need to be humidified, and how refrigeration works is actually pulling the humidity out. So I'll let you. If you can't figure it out from there, then <laughs> I don't know how you have. I don't know how you have the smarts enough to make the money to afford cigars. Sounds I mean, like at they've the been end of the smoking day, no. something else. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things people think. Hey, this could possibly spoil, and they think it's like a food and. This is going to keep it longer, but at the end of the day, you're, you now, just ruined it. Now, what actually makes a great, uh, a great humidor is a cooler. Like, a, a like cooler. an igloo cooler? Like an igloo cooler, man. Like an actual, like a sealed cooler. Don't put an ice pack or anything in there. Don't right. keep it cool. Keep it at your room temp, you know, between 65 and 75 degrees. But, uh, but yeah, coolers make great humidors. Yeah, think about really? it. It's, it's airtight. Yeah. Ah. That's all that matters. So you put a little humidification in there. You got it. You're not yep. going to get the benefit of being seasoned in a cedar humidor, which will impart some flavor over the years. But if you've got a massive collection, that is far and away the most economical way to age your cigars is in a, a Rubbermaid cooler or a Yeti cooler. And that's a good point. That's a good segue to go back to the desktop conversation. That Spanish cedar, man, that cedar 
there is an effect, there is a reason why when we built out our walk-in humidor, it's 100% Spanish cedar lined. The shelving, uh, besides those metal shelves, but all the modulars are all Spanish cedar. Everything, the ceiling, walls, everything Spanish cedar. Um, and what that, like Sao said, over, over time, that will actually age in uh, to the cigar. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a number of cigars that are actually wrapped in cedar spills, right? And it just increases that experience of when you, when you unwrap that and you take that first smell on that cigar, just that cedar with that tobacco, it's delicious. So that, let's go back a little bit because having a humidor, even a, a 50 stick humidor, requires a little effort because um, I was gifted a humidor 15 years ago okay. and I, I was all excited. Sure. And then I realized, oh crap. There's some work involved. Absolutely. I mean, you have to get um, purified water and yep. make sure you keep the temperature right in there and not put too much and check the filter and make sure. I mean, there's some, some work involved. There so is some work involved. And, and thankfully, there's a, a product that's come out on the market. And it's pretty much what we use exclusively for what we suggest for home humidification or home humidors. And that's Bovida, um, which is a two-way system. So with your 50-count humidor, you can get two of their 60-gram packets at $4 a piece, pop that in there, leave your humidor shut, and until that gets crispy, it's humidifying your humidor. And that's the only maintenance you have to do to it. And because you're protecting an investment, because if you have 50 sticks, I'm sure you're going to have some good ones in there. So if you oh, got, absolutely. you know, five or six or 10 or 15, $20 sticks, and oh, some yeah. $10, you know, some various, you're protecting your investment. Well, and we've got little add-ons that we sell at the counter, which is just little packets of humidor or humidification packets from Bovida, little eight gram things for $1. And what that allows you to do is, you know, if somebody comes in, they're in from out of town, they spend 50 to $60 on cigars and they've got a plastic bag with them. For one more dollar, you can make sure those sticks stay humidified as long as you leave them in a sealed environment. You sound like you're feeding some third world children for a dollar a day. <laughs> just a dollar a day. You can save your cigars. You can save all your cigars. <laughs> So, and, and after a while, I was like... But, I like, mean, $1 this is versus throwing away $60 or yeah. $60 worth of experience yeah. away, $1. See, and that's why this is helping me out so much because after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start giving these cigars away because I don't have the time <laughs> to sit there and babysit a humidor and make sure... The, time. No, so now I know about those packs. Yeah. So I learned something today. Thanks, Stouse. My pleasure, sir. <laughs> okay, so... What are we looking forward to as we get ready to celebrate the one-year anniversary of La Cotura? Oh, man. Because it's well, been one hell of a year. It has been a crazy has year. It been? I feel like I've aged about seven years in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> retail. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back to retail. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, we're, uh, yeah, we're still working on some details, but uh, we're just going to throw another party like we usually do. Uh, we got some other vendor ideas. We're going to do a multi-vendor uh, We'll definitely have some more activities. Uh, I don't want to say anything because we haven't had confirmation with food the other truck people. I uh, would love to have a food truck. Uh, still in search on specific dates, trying to get line up food trucks and uh, potential axe throwing and uh, who knows what else we're going to have here. But, uh, but yeah, definitely just keep up to date on socials. Get plugged into the, the newsletter if you haven't done, uh, done so already. But... Yeah, we'll be releasing all that stuff as we get confirmation Put back. Put Stouse in but some shorts and I, oil him up and have him walk around and pass out some, some cigars. 
Here we go. Well, I mean, you always said you wanted to host us. I mean, was <laughs> there you go. You know, that was exactly not what, what I had that in was. my mind. But yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is what we got. This is the La Cultura version of a. You can be the host with the most. There we go. Um, Check nines. The waitress just popped into my head. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, but uh, another new development that's happened since we had our last podcast is one of our family members up and had to move to Atlanta. So Dave Swinney, yeah. our third owner, he, uh, he got relocated to Atlanta. So we're trying to work around with his schedule as well to make sure that... Yeah, it's been an interesting month. Yeah, we, we can't have a party without Swinney no. here. I mean, th- this would not exist without him. Yeah. Right. So we, we've got to work around that. So we've got to get the dates figured out. So it, I hate to say it's going to be a little bit of a short notice, but within two weeks from the date we should we should be able to make a solid yeah. announcement of everything that we got going on so it's probably too late now but for like the fifth anniversary of la cultura and we can talk about the second or the one and a half <laughs> we, we need to start thinking about maybe having a, a special cigar blend put together that's going to be exclusive for that celebration that is i mean all the vendor relationships you have always down for that's that. always on our radar yeah yeah absolutely yeah, we always we and we have our own little vault too. We we we, we kind of squirrel away some cigars, special cigars, and over the next you know four or five years, we'll definitely have some fun stuff with some years on them. Some so, stuff that you would have thought was just oh, well, I never thought I'd see this again. Now you've got the opportunity yeah. to smoke it. So with that in mind, with the the variations of how you both like to smoke and what you like to smoke, how would you come together to, to put a blend that would kind of compromise the flavors that you like into one blend so many things when it comes to ben and i we are polar opposites on yeah um however but when it comes to not only the love of cigars but by and large the type of cigars that we enjoy um you know every cigar that's in there to some form or another ben and i both enjoy otherwise it wouldn't be in in the humidor yeah but by and large when we when we're talking about cigars, what we enjoy, what we enjoy smoking, we're, we're pretty close aligned okay. on it. So it yeah. was, I would, Ben's palate, even though he's been in cigars much less time than I have, his palate is so much more refined than what mine is. So I would probably lean on him a not lot right more. Not right now. Well, not right now. COVID. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> elephant in the room. Still waiting for it to come back, man. Yeah, Ele- elephant in the room. So That's one of the reasons, so uh, thank you for sticking with the podcast. But one of the reasons you didn't see one last month is, well, Ben... Ben caught the vid. I got it. Fell I got Ill. that Rona. Yeah, the yeah, Rona's. But we're all good, man. Yeah. Clear to have you back. He's all good. He's all good. We're but back. his flavor, his, uh, yeah, his taste the, is off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little depressed. So it doesn't even matter what you smoke right now. You no, have no idea. It's coming back. It's definitely coming back. It's, just, it's really funny that uh, there's just some things that I can't taste, I can pick up on, and then, but a uh, majority of it, yeah, it's, it's just gone, and it's... And it's weird because disheartening. When, <laughs> when I think about you and smoking, I think that I don't think there's a cigar in a humidor that you would not smoke. Right. Yeah, totally. I work through that humidor all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things for me, too, that, you know, I, I go through three, four, five cigars a day sometimes. I've tried to limit myself to one or two, but I'll go in there and like, what have I not smoked in a long time? Yeah. What, do I, what have we gotten in the last couple of weeks well, that R&D. I haven't smoked yet? You know, and it's one of those things that when somebody comes in, Hey, we've got this hot new cigar. Well, what's it taste like? I've got to be able to speak to it. Yeah, so, right. I mean, it's everything in there I, I have smoked, and sometimes I just have to work my way through it again just to remind myself. Yeah, we got in these new sticks. I've been so excited. to. I've been waiting so long for these to come in, actually multiple ones when I was out for those couple weeks. 
We got the black label Viaticum, the last rites Viaticum, which I've been waiting out. It's an annual release from Black Label. And it's I've an been waiting for months. Powerhouse. Yeah, they they hit the shelf the last couple weeks. We got in the new Fiat Lux from Luciano, uh, the Picardo family, um, and Crowned Heads. Uh, they came out. Series E. Yeah, the Series E. And uh, I've been waiting for these cigars to come out. So I had to go in there. They're almost gone. People are buying the hell out of them. So and I can't even taste them. So I just had to go in and buy a bunch just to put so them you away. So have them, right. When you can taste them fully, I'll have them. Yeah, exactly. Because the last time I was on vacation, I took a week off and went to Montana. And another cigar I've been waiting forever was the, uh, the Placencia Hexagon Press, what you're smoking. Uh -huh. But the natural version. It comes in a green box. They've been on back order forever. We finally got them back in. By the time I got back, Mike had sold them all. And Oops. <laughs> so... Those two cigars, would that kind of be the difference between um, a rye whiskey and a regular whiskey? Yes, absolutely. You're going to get a, a good kind. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's um, you're going to get a lot of the same flavors. You're going to get a lot of the same notes from it, but there's also a very obvious, distinct difference to them. Absolutely. So the yeah, one you're the one you're smoking now is going to probably fall into the rye with a little bit more enhanced flavor right. to it. If and and you said this is a bold smoke, and I, I really don't get that. It's super. It's very approachable. It's, uh, it, like I said, it's not a spice bomb. It's, there's so many nuances to it. There's so, many, there's so much flavor packed into it, but it's just so well-balanced that it, it's a great cigar for people who are afraid of full-bodied sticks. It's probably because they've just had one that uh, maybe is too spicy, maybe a little too hot for them. But, uh, yeah, those Placencias, it's full, it's strong, but so easy to smoke. So uh, I mentioned earlier that born and raised Catholic, and when they elect a pope, they do the smoke thing Correct. with the dark smoke yeah, and the light smoke. The, yeah, so if the vote didn't pass, it's one color. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like a gender reveal. And yeah, the pretty pope much. reveal. <laughs> and the smoke on this cigar. Wow, nailed it. It's, um, it's kind of dark and, and, and richly colored. Like, and I've never noticed that in a cigar that I've smoked before. So does that have more to do with the wrap or the filling of the... Um, you actually have to take a step back further. It's more the soil composition from yeah, where the yep. tobacco was grown. That's going to indicate the color of the ash, the color of the smoke, and that's about all the knowledge I've got on that one. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a whole other rabbit hole that you can... Again, it just goes as deep as you want it to, and we could have a guy on here like Skip Martin or something. He could really break down what that soil composition would do to the smoke. But absolutely, sometimes you have a... Uh, whiter smoke, whiter ash. You get more arsenic on some cigars. Um, and, and all that comes back to, yeah, the potassium, the nitrogen, all that in the soil that's being used. And it, it is interesting if you, if you look at cigars that come from uh, a rich, active volcanic soil versus uh, dormant volcanic soil, you get there's a there's a big difference in the quality that it produces. So, if someone was to ship some of that soil here, could you grow the same tobacco leaves and have the same, or because the environment around no. there is going to be? Yeah, I mean that would be a good start uh, to that soil. I mean, one, I don't even know the uh, logistics behind that one if it would even make sense. But yeah, that that soil would would increase your production, but uh, you also got to think the climate, altitude, uh, shade coverage, natural shade coverage versus uh, uh, the sun time. Uh, all that goes into... It's one piece of the puzzle. It's very, yeah, it's one piece. One of, one of a thousand pieces. 
Wow. I, it's amazing to me that these families who have been in the tobacco industry for centuries and generations yes. are able to maintain the quality of a certain brand or a certain type of cigar that they grow for so long. Because like topsoil, it begins to to erode or, right. or changes over time. So for them to be able to maintain that. Well, and you've got crop rotation, so they're not, you know, one of the big hot button issues right now is monocrop, you know, when it comes to putting out as much food as possible and as much yield as possible. So what they're doing is they're making sure that they're, you know, giving it a season off or they're planting something else that may enrich the soil that's just basically, I mean, it gets used for food and whatnot, but I mean, it's basically a byproduct of what they need to do to make sure that they've got the right nutrients in the soil for the tobacco. It's, I know. <laughs> it's mind-boggling because you don't think about the stuff that goes into these products. Like you'll like a cigar and you'll, you'll smoke it and it'll be your favorite and you won't know why. And then when you start digging in and finding out what it takes just to maintain the quality and integrity of a brand, yeah. it's... You know, we had, a, we had a really cool experience last night, actually. We, we, uh, we had an event with Aganorsa Leaf. And Aganorsa owns Tapsa Factory, one of the most, uh, one of the highest respected, highest esteemed factories in the industry. Um, and Aganorsa was here last night, uh, represented by Albert uh, Cisneros. And it was really cool because they do this tasting experience where they, they bring in these things called fumas. And they just, it's not a cigar blend. It's just one leaf of tobacco. And Aganorsa is known for, you get in the, into their history, their history is really cool. Um, but how they discovered uh, and how they grew their Corojo, and their, that's what they're known for is their 98 Corojo and their 99 Criollo. And they, they bring them in individual leaves, and you got to light up the Corojo, just the one leaf. It's not blended with anything else. It was a Viso priming, which is uh, going to be the second to the highest priming on the plant, right? So you got Lajero, Viso, uh, Seiko, and Volato. So Viso is gonna be medium strength, right, in nicotine. It's not gonna be Lajero, it's not gonna be super spicy, um, but you just, you gotta light that up, taste it, and then they give you the Criollo. You light that up, you taste it, puff on it a couple times, you see the drastic difference between two varietals, right? And then you put them side by side, put them both in your mouth, and puff on them both. And you see them married together just on your palate. It's really cool. It just awakens your palate to how, how complex these cigars actually get. And you're talking about a lot of cigars with seven, eight, even over 10 leaves, you know, in the blends. Um, and it just kind of helps you gain a little more respect for the blending process itself. But I say all that with these master blenders for Aganorsa. Every day, they smoke these fumas, these individual leaves on the Corojo and the Criollo, uh, because they are always constantly aging new leaves, right? And they are producing cigars every single day. So this continual crop has to be maintained. And these guys are smoking just one leaf to make sure, like, a pallet is ready to be used. Wow. And so that's they, they'll, they'll just sit there and smoke these fumas all day long. Now... Has there been a cigar that has come from uh, a family that you have a cigar that you like that they sent something to you're like, yeah, not so much? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, you got to keep in mind that cigars are very subjective. And it, 
you know, goes to what kind of whiskey you like, what kind of, how you like your wine, or how you like your steak cooked, or if you like certain seasonings. You know, everybody's palate is different. Everybody has different enjoyments out of different tastes. So, and the thing about it is, is they're trying to, no secret, they're trying to appeal to as many people as possible. But then they're also trying to make stuff that sometimes is going to just absolutely to the nth degree appeal to a very select group of people that enjoy this particular type of cigar. And they're going to focus on just that. But by and large, there's going to be stuff out there that's for everyone. That just means not everything that they have is for absolutely everyone. I don't know if that really answers the question or not, but I mean, it's... It's one of those things you can't, if, if, if there was just one type of cigar out there that everybody enjoyed, there would just be one type of right, cigar right, out there right. at the end of the day. But, but, you know, when it comes to quality, when it comes to the taste is subjective, but the quality has to be there. That's the number one rule for us. So it's kind of like um, new Coke. Like everyone enjoys the regular Coke flavor, and then the family's like, hey, let's try this and see if this works. Right, and right. then... They said, like, yeah, let's stick yeah, with the old so recipe. Much. Not so much. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's, yeah, Cigar Maker's not going to nail everyone out of the park. And, and, you know, there's there's still cigars in here. And one of the, the biggest things as a tobacconist, as we go through and, and we decide what we're putting on our uh, competitive shelf space, right, because uh, it's got to perform well. It, it doesn't do us any good as a retailer to have it, right? Um, and... You know, one of the things that we have to do is, even if we smoke something, we can't ask ourselves, is this what I love? Is this going to be what the people love, right? Like, uh, I don't carry every facing of every vendor. Now there are certain vendors I do carry every facing they have to offer. But a lot of times we get these samples. I just had another company send us a whole bag of samples that we're going to smoke through over the next couple of weeks. And... Yeah, we have to depict, we have to know our customers, we have to know our clientele, what's going to perform well for us, what's trending in the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a number of factors that we take into play when we put stuff on our shelf. And this will lead us into the discussion about people who don't live in Kansas City who become members online and have cigars shipped to them. So, of course, when they ask for certain things, how often do you have to go out of your way to find something or is your, your arsenal usually pretty sufficient enough where you can fulfill those orders? Or do you have to, like, do you ever get anything that you're like, oh, my God, that's a nightmare. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of, well, and it's one of those things. I am a salesman. I mean, and I've always lived by the motto, sell what you have. And there's a lot of times when there's a spe specific request that comes in, a lot of times we can match them up with something that is similar. We can kind of get an idea of what they do enjoy and what, what their palate does. It isn't any different than somebody walking in here and say, well, I usually smoke... XYZ brand, and it may be something we don't carry. Is it a hard sell, though, when they're, like, dead set on, I want this, and you don't have any, like, well, here, how, have you tried it, it, this? It depends. It there's, depends on the person. There's some cliches that are pretty funny. There, there are cliches of, within specific brands that are requested by people, and you just know right when they bring it up, you're like, if you ain't got it, they ain't going to buy anything <laughs> yeah. else. Like, but, <laughs> but most people, what we have cultivated here. Uh, We've cultivated a lot of trust with our customers, and uh, customers have really grown to appreciate our selection. And we, I would say well over 90% of the time, uh, even if people come in looking for something, they leave satisfied uh, with, another, with another option. So you, you used the word tobaccist earlier. Is 
that the equivalent of a sommelier, and do you have to be certified? No, no, not, no not at all. Well, yes, certified to call yourself tobacconist or some sort of educate, not education system, but you know, some sort of experience to it. Um, sommelier is still, there is an equivalent within cigars, but again, I mean, it's, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, you get, uh, sommelier is just such a, uh, it's, that's a hard, hard level to reach. Not many people can yeah. truly be a sommelier when it comes to wine. That is, uh, that is a palette of palette. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is very yeah. impressive. I, hats off to anybody who, who reaches that point. Um, in the tobacco world, you do have different levels. You have, you know, you have your consumer tobacconist. You could be a tobacconist. If you love tobacco, you could call yourself a tobacconist. But then you got a retail <laughs> tobacconist, right? Or a certified retail tobacconist where you do have to take a test. You do have to have X amount of hours in a retail setting um, to actually be considered a certified retail tobacconist. Then you have, uh, you have up to, I think, what's the highest level they call it? Certified uh, master of tobacco. And Kurt Diebel here in Kansas City is the only one that I know of in the area who's actually a registered certified master of tobacco. Wow. And yeah, I name drop another competitor in the That's right. industry, but I freaking love that dude. In the world. Yeah. I respect that guy so yeah. much. And he is uh, considered that. He sat on the board of Davidoff. He's, he's actually a former IPCPR president. Former IPCPR president. He's actually the, tobacco, the tobacconist university. He's... Uh, he has something to do with that with TAA. I right. don't remember everything. But uh, you have these guys who do reach this highly level esteem, uh, and which is awesome. I mean, we encourage our staff here to become a certified retail tobacconist. We pay for it. We, uh, we compensate them for it. Um, and then that's how they get their business cards. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> and the sommelier thing, you got to think about how popular wine is yeah. compared to cigars and how few true sommeliers there are out there. Yeah. So when you extrapolate all that out, it's an even smaller number that are into cigars that have that kind of refined palate. But Ben amazes me weekly when I hear him throw out all of these hard-pronounced names and I can't farms do and blends. I can, and I can barely handle English, and this, this guy's got the perfect <laughs> accent when he needs it. Throws them off, rattles them off like you know what it is. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> and I got, so I got caught so flat-footed yesterday. I had a, a couple consumers walk in, young ladies, and they did not speak a lick of English. And, of course, our company named La Cultura, you know, it lends itself to more of a, a Spanish right. heritage because the cigars come from predominantly Latin America. And, you know, I'm literally, she's using Google Translate, I'm using Google Translate. And here I am, you know, she's just naming off Criollo and she's just, she's putting the accent spots and just, and it was just, it was absolutely beautiful, but neither it's one of us could understand. To to. I neither love one of that. us could understand each other and it was, it was a shame. <laughs> and it was like, why do I not know Spanish yet? I've been in the industry for going on 12 years and, oh well, one day. <laughs> <laughs> and a funny story, uh, I was in Miami one time where Spanish is the first yeah. language. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to name the hotel. I'm on the beach, uh, five-star hotel. I'm coming down in the elevator, and this beautiful, tall Dominican woman gets on in a swimsuit and sarong. And she's kind of standing in the corner, and she looks at me, and she starts speaking to me in Spanish. And I was like, gave her that no, look. I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I, I wish I did. I don't speak Spanish. She goes, oh, Poppy, I'm sorry. I thought you were Dominican. I was like, no, but I'm learning Spanish tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yes. Maybe tonight. Are just, you available for lessons? Just for you. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I totally get how that you can get lost in that because it's a beautiful language and the, the culture is amazing. And like you said, most of these cigars come from, from Latin countries. Yeah. And the fact that... You know, yeah, I mean, actually, we're in... We're in uh, 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 Hispanic Heritage Month right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and actually, yeah, if you see it on YouTube and, and Google and everything, and you actually see La Cultura, it's like blasted all over Google and YouTube right now. It's it's pretty dope, actually. I love it. Um, Coincidentally. Ho hopefully, we, uh, hopefully our SEO kind of wiggles our way in there somehow and we gain some more traction. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just so cool that this being the Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, to just the culture, the people, the language, uh, it's it's one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah I, and I've I've actually had the pleasure of smoking um, a Dominican cigar. On oh, it's a, one of your original favorites. On a beach in Mexico or in the Dominican Republic, and sunset, and I mean, just all of it together just blends to a beautiful experience. And that's one of the reasons why this place is so unique when it comes to uh, cigar lounges and, and places to hang out in this culture because anybody at any given time can walk in here from any walk of life to, you know, uh, a blue-collar worker to a CEO, and we're shooting pool together or smoking cigars together, striking up conversations and swapping uh, whiskey and trading off stuff, and it's just a beautiful experience, and anyone can be a part of that because you can become a member just so easy. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, it absolutely, cigars levels the playing field. I've said it before. I've had cigars with famous mayors, trash truck drivers, rock stars. You know, waste you management officers. Waste management <laughs> officers. <laughs> whatever you want. He introduced <laughs> himself only when as they, a trash Only when they miss our dumpster pickup. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you want to be absolutely politically correct, Sean, you don't have to on this podcast, but I, you have an image to upheld. I respect it. I'm going to let you have it. That part. So um, they can go online and, and become a member online and, and become a member and get cigars shipped to you wherever you are. Yeah, absolutely. And at the very least, on that same page is a spot where you can sign up for our newsletter. Um, we've got a renewed effort to make sure that as you're hearing this podcast weekly, we're going to be sending out newsletters to let you know what's new in the humidor and what's back in the humidor, returning favorites. Um, and then also, of course, let you know what time the Chiefs game is and reminding you that we get a lot more Chiefs fans in here during the away games than we do the home games just because our guys are just that big of fans. Uh, yeah. You can read between the lines oh, yeah. on that one. But, yeah, we are your Chiefs headquarters. We are ready to rock and roll every Sunday or Monday or Thursday or whenever we got that primetime spot right. going. Um, but the newsletter is another one to, at the very least, sign up for that. We'll keep you in the know. You don't have to worry about checking Facebook or missing our feed. We'll, we'll keep you in the know as to what's going on here at La Cultura. All right, and give out the um, web address again. LaCulturaCigars.com. And L it's spelled as it it's is spelled L-A-C-U-L-T-U-R-A, cigars.com. And uh, our podcast is available on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Yeah, there's so a link on the listen. website, or you can go to lacultoracigars.com slash podcast, and that's actually got links to all the platforms, and you can actually listen to it right there on the web player as well. And if you're a novice cigar smoker, or if you're a professional cigar smoker, or you just you think you're a certified tobaccist, you can come in here and learn a few things. Trust me, you can. And you guys are in here a majority of the time. We will corner you, and we will talk to you until you give the famous Midwest 
pound your knees and say, well, guess it's time to go. <laughs> we will talk your ear off. Um, some of us more Always than others. Always here to nerd out. But yes, we will definitely, if you want to know about cigars, we are more than happy to. And if we don't know the answer, we're not going to guess it. You know, I had a gentleman yesterday that when he was asking about the Fiat Lux, and I said, well, I know it's an, a Sumatra wrapper. And I said, well, let me look up the rest real quick. I'm not afraid. No, because, not at all. Because there are people out there, and the, it's just the world we live in, there are people out there that will set the traps for you. Right, and even you could learn something and be like, oh, I didn't know about oh, that. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, yeah. Every and day. There's, there's no ego involved with that. I'm not going to sit here and say I know every cigar. I actually love that. I love it when somebody asks me a question, I'm like, I don't know. But I, but I want to know. Right. Like, we're going to look mean, that up. Know, I, I want to know that. And so. the beautiful day, thing is, you know, we live in the day and age where all the information that's humanly possible is available to all of us at any one point in time. So why not use it? And I will say this about you guys. Um, you listen very well. So if someone comes in and they're asking, like, I don't smoke regularly. Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> but this is kind partner. of <laughs> what I'm thinking I want in a cigar when I'm smoking. And you're, you're pretty spot on when you give a suggestion on what to smoke. And oh, I, yeah, I, we you haven't been wrong to me once. Because you got to listen to the customer you, you can go into a lot of shops, and they're just going to put whatever they want to sell you in your hand. Uh, but that's not what we're about here. Uh, that's not how you build the culture, right? Uh, we want everybody to leave wanting to come back. We, we want to leave that taste in their mouth, and we want them to taste what they want to taste, right? We don't want to just force something on them. That's how people have bad experiences. They're turned off to cigars, yeah. uh, and they can write them off. I mean, we want, we want to get you on the right track and find out what your palate enjoys right because i'm questioning myself right now because again you said this cigar is, is bold but it doesn't smoke as a bold cigar because i've had cigars where that's the balance in it i wanted to my head wanted to explode i'm like i can't smoke well, and those this. were probably strong just for the sake of being strong and there are yeah. cigars out there that are like that you know there's some that have again not naming names but there's some that are out there that are actually treated with a spiciness on the tip yeah. of it just to give you that sensation because they couldn't get there otherwise. And it's just... And how many times you won't find the, those in our humidor. Yeah, they're not how here. many times has <laughs> just the tip gotten us in trouble? More here than we one. are again. <laughs> here we are again with that. I'm sorry, Mike. I get, you, I I get you on a Friday afternoon, Sean. I get the rowdy shot. I'm, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm always 12 years old in my mind. That's I'm all right. I'm I, my I'm wife sorry. tells me all the time she's got the mind of a 12-year-old boy. So I, I deal with it all the time at home. I get it. I have trigger words. Well, yeah, it's okay. trigger words. <laughs> Sorry, you need to give me a list. You don't have any safe words, though, just trigger words. You know, we, we never do any sort of pre-production meeting, what we're going to talk about or anything. But, you know, maybe you should get me a list. So we, either I can avoid them or just hammer them the no. fuck home. My, my safe word is harder, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, of, yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> trigger oh. words, oh, you can't say tip or, or nipple or... Well, no. I mean, I don't know where nipple comes up in a cigar. Well, I don't know. On the pool table, I, you know, you, you talk about the nipples. See, and some cigars aren't, aren't really rounded. Some are rolled up. Some of them have, do have a nipple, have a on, nipple the on the end. Yeah, the they end. have a nipple on the end. Yeah, there's a perfect, the I'll perfectos, the uh, diademas. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. those have a little nipple See? on the end. Yes. So nipples will come up. There it is. It's unavoidable. <laughs> unavoidable. We, we are rolling into cold months, related or unrelated, however you want to take that. So, yes, the nipple will come up. <laughs> he said nipple. <laughs> God. Oh, here we are. And we have completely devolved as we roll up what to the What is in next. this whiskey bottle? Right? <laughs> Nothing now, unfortunately. Nothing now. It's empty. Right. Yeah. It's, the fact my that son it explains it. it. My son emptied it out. 
So um, once again, we'd like to thank everyone for, for checking us out. And again, you can find Up in Smoke on uh, all your favorite podcasts. Yeah, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and you can go website. to the website as well website, and yep. get that information as well. And again, if you're ever in town or you're coming through town or you live in Kansas City and you have not been by here, please come by and see for yourself the amazing space that is here as we get ready to celebrate uh, an anniversary. And if you're celebrating, you just want to hang out and do something different and or watch the games or just breathe and relax a little bit. I mean, it's Absolutely. it's been a rough couple years for a lot of us. Yeah, and, and if, if the music that you're listening to isn't quite what you want to hear and you have a request, we're more than willing to, to listen to it. If there's a game you want on a certain TV, we'll ask around, make sure everybody else is cool with it. I mean, it's at the end of the day, this place is your place. We want you to enjoy it. We it's want a you giant to, living room. Yeah, that's, that's just it. We want you to be able to relax. We want you to enjoy it. And if we can help provide that environment for you, let us know because we're here for it. And I implore you to come here and go through the humidor and smoke something different outside of what you normally smoke and just kind of start to build yeah. your, your, your palate to the differences and the nuances, the subtle nuances in some cases, or extreme nuances in others of what they have in that case. And I have yet to be disappointed, and I have smoked more cigars this year than I've had in a long time. You have increased your intake. Yeah, and I haven't even smoked the same cigar twice, and I have not been dissatisfied not dissatisfied not one time. So That's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm learning, and, and I'm sharing my knowledge, and just like Ronnie today, I introduced him to something that will get him started, and hopefully he'll begin to toughen up a little bit as he gets older. And <laughs> Whatever he's going to enjoy in the future, we can take care of him as far as cigars go. There it is. So once again, we thank you so much for joining us on Up in Smoke. Uh, we are going to close out now continue celebrating with these great sticks and some more whiskey and see if I can get some more trigger words out of Mike. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Up in Smoke with uh, my guys Ben and Mike, and I'm Sean Tyler, and it's been Up in Smoke. We'll see you again next month. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I got the world on my shoulders, so I blow the best smoke to take the weight off. Never take a day off. I do it for the culture. Spin a huncho and watch the offset take off. I'm going to do it for the culture. I'ma do it for the culture. I'ma do it for the culture. I'ma do it for the culture. Bounce.